You're listening to Speechless, the new podcast from storytelling experts Marion Pasha and Simon Bucknell. Hit follow now to learn how to tell stories that change the world. Simon, let's talk about weddings. Okay. okay. Look, I honestly had never in a million years thought I would um, say that on a podcast. So. <laughs> I'm sure you'd be very happy. Yeah. Um, By so, the way, if you're li- uh, listening to this, that, that's not you and no, I. Marilyn and I are not getting married, getting married right? No, yeah. you're very happily married and I'm getting married this summer. Yay! Yay! So either you have been asked to speak at a loved one's wedding or maybe you were getting married and you're thinking about asking people to speak. And we wanted to do this episode, um, as you want to do this episode purely selfishly, because I really want this <laughs> advice, but also because incredibly Simon has a book, uh, two books? Three. Three, three books? Three. There are, believe it or not, there are three. Three books on this subject and has done this with lots of people, some of whom under NDA, so she, he can't talk about, but <laughs> as really good advice. And I think we've all seen now with like TikTok and with other things, the videos of best man speeches, of bride speeches that are amazing and ones that are absolutely car crashes. And I can tell you that there's definitely anxiety around the idea of people speaking at my wedding. So let's let's start. Well, let's talk about if you've been asked to speak. Well, the first most important question to ask is why you, as in you yourself? Right. Uh, now, it might be you have an official role, official function, obviously. <laughs> the bride and groom have a pretty clear role on the right, wedding day. Fair, fair. And likewise, maybe the best man, maid of honor, uh, mother of the bride, father of the bride, or whatever. You know, there are people with certain roles. And we can talk more about that if that's relevant in a moment. But sometimes people are asked to speak in, in a more informal capacity. And, and so if it's not cl- clear to you why you've been invited to speak, then you, you should certainly spend a bit of time both thinking about it and talking to the bride and groom about that. Okay. Uh, which, of course, then is also relevant for what, in your case, Mariam, as the bride, if you're inviting people to speak, is yeah. key is to think, right, w- w- what are you hoping for from that person speaking? Because there's all sorts of people in your life um, well, in, in, in both your lives that uh, all sorts of people you could invite all sorts right. of different angles that they could bring and the, it's, it's a prioritisation exercise you know? okay. who, who, who is most relevant for the wedding day that you would most like to hear from and why and likewise for those speakers it needs to be very clear to them why okay. which of course of many best men in particular misunderstand because uh, the giant elephant trap of course for so many best men in particular i think are yes guilty of this is they think that they have been called up to speak as best man in order to make their friends laugh which is i suggest not the real reason <laughs> for them speaking right so what like that's i can totally see how that's a trap that people fall into you know what are some of the re- like what is the like can you if people are like yeah well i thought that was my job to make people laugh what is their actual job as best man yeah. to provide an inside view on the groom right in a way that is not about just taking the mick but actually is also somehow meaningful and positive for the bride uh, or, or or groom if it's a if it's a groom groom wedding same sex wedding yeah. uh, and for the parents right in particular and, and to my mind the mantra is no best man ever gave a great speech by making the friends laugh and the bride parents cry yeah that's really good <laughs> 
That's true. Yeah. That's so, true. so see that as well. Your job is to not make the bride's parents cry with distress at who their daughter is marrying. Uh, that's, that's like the, the anti—that's the anti-purpose. That's not a bad start. But then you think, okay, well, what what would I say as best man, for example, right. that would have uh, the nearest and dearest of the couple in their hearts, thinking, oh. yeah, I'm like so excited for these people. Yeah, yeah. that's such a. That is such a good distinction because you're right. Like when I think about this cringeworthy, either either the the speeches I've heard at weddings or seen online, it's exactly that. It's that that kind of clash between like you know people's friends are around stitches, but their the family is just so deeply embarrassed. Yes, or crucially, a very small subsection of the friends. The two yeah. or three friends on one table in one corner of the room yeah. are falling about laughing, uh, and maybe not for the right reasons either. Right? Maybe because it's excruciating. Yeah. Maybe, you know, uh, but but everyone else is either just lost, or as you say, uh, were still actually genuinely upset or uncomfortable about it. And and of course. In some cases, with, 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 say, best man or any speaker who puts something out in a wedding speech, which through the choice of a story they use or other, um, it, 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 it's not necessarily that they're doing it out of vindictiveness. It's a misunderstanding sure. of what the real purpose is. And, of course, for many speakers, particularly if it's a speaker who's never spoken at a wedding before, who may not have spoken in front of 100 people before, 100 plus, often going into panic mode and go, oh god you know i've of got I've got, I've got to, i've got to get i've got to get a reaction i've got to get a reaction and as a result uh, and this this crops up in, a, in another episode in this uh, in our podcast of course the, the conversation around that that um around almost speaking from a position of desperation rather right. than being on the front foot with it sure and having sure. the confidence to say right this is actually really what i want to say rather than hit the panic button and just try and provoke a reaction by any means necessary so if that's not what you should do what should you do? Where do you start? So you've had that conversation. You understand why you've been invited. What do you do now? Mm. Well, human interest is the key. Uh, human what? interest is the absolute key because because a wedding is a, <laughs> if nothing else, it should be at least a profoundly human experience. One <laughs> hopes whoever's involved, right? It's a coming together of all these different people that are meaningful, important to the family's concerns. Right, and so. And so therefore, what's at the heart of any effective wedding speech? I, to my mind, from my experience over the years, and it's working with hundreds of different speakers, it's, it's about identifying relevant human interest on the part of the bride, the groom, whoever it is that's being spoken about, uh, friends, family members that might be in the audience, to identify relevant human interest in a way that is, of, uh, that, that is not just relevant, but ideally entertaining and interesting for the audience. What does that mean? I think it can mean, simply put, a couple of things. One is to uh, think about qualities of characteristics of the person or people concerned. Right. Uh, and, to, and to bring that to life in some way, ideally through the use of story. Um, but then secondly, that can be done in a way that is either poking fun or done in a way that's much more serious. Now, there's two ways to think about it. It's that idea of the, say, the, the human interest, the characteristics, and then to think about, right, am I looking for something that's going to be humorous, that's a behind-the-scenes kind of, oh, God, yeah, that's so true, that is. I can't believe they don't. Or it's something really heartfelt. Okay. That's already so helpful. <laughs> I'd love if, is there any examples you can give where you've seen this done really well? Or I know you gave a really mm. brilliant best man speech. It's on. I've seen it on YouTube. 
well, kind of you to say so, say so, and how I got into doing this little bit of line of work, I mean, it's only a very, very small percentage of the work that I, right. portion of the work that I do, but it came as a result of a best man speech that I gave for a very good school friend of mine back in 2007, just before going, literally days before flying to Phoenix <laughs> for the semi-finals of the Public Speaking World Championship, so you can imagine what the groom said to set me up when introducing yeah, yeah, me yeah, to say, yeah. oh, yeah, these guys are about to go to America, so, I've done it. So you know, expectations <laughs> were high. Yeah, yeah, he did his best to spike me in yeah. the setup. Um, but it was recorded and the speech went down really well which was great and in that speech I did and it's on YouTube it's easily findable with my name best man speech it's it's had lots of hits it's very uh, easily findable on there but but there was plenty of of, of uh, jokes at the groom's expense there was nothing distasteful certainly I don't think um, but it did absolutely close with something really heartfelt and I refer to it both in the coaching work that I do but also in the book as the groom's great gift Mm. or or whoever it is that one's wanting to celebrate what's their great gift what's absolutely at the heart of what makes them a really which in my case when I thought about Will Rowe for whom I was best man um, it was was his sense of loyalty absolutely loyal to the friends that he has which I thought well that's a lovely thing for for his wife's parents to hear yes Uh, a best man that I worked with some years ago who said look he said, the problem I've got is that people are expecting me to be funny, expecting me to crack jokes at the expense of the groom. He said, but the problem is that everyone knows I'm the villain. I'm the naughty boy at school. I'm the one that always is in trouble. <laughs> the groom is an absolute down the line, never in trouble, always golden boy. He said, and for me to try and right. crack gags at his expense, I can't do How, how am I going to do that? <laughs> So there was this really interesting kind of uh, inversion in terms of, 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 of Roll's personalities. So where he netted out was putting together a speech, knowing full well that anyone that knew either the groom or him knew what their respective characters right. were. I think the groom was, a, if I remember rightly, was a, was a, was a, a corporate lawyer. Okay. Absolutely. You know, so always on time, always, you know, always follow on through. Right on his Oh, absolutely. <laughs> Never put a foot out of place, right? And so in the end, the best man decided, picked as his theme, um, he decided that since the groom was a lawyer, he decided to put him on trial. Oh. <laughs> right? In front of the court. That's brilliant. The court, the members of the jury, of course, being the audience, for a series of uh, unforgivable crimes. Crimes, which, each of which, by the way, of course, is a virtue. Always being on time. And then a story of him being, you know, deeply, deeply punctual, right? And that was, that was the crime. And um, Members of the jury, you have heard all the evidence. Do you find the guilt, the, the, <laughs> the accused, innocent or guilty? And of course, the first time he said, he called out guilt. By the end of the speech, he said the response was amazing. People picked up on it and everything. So, so it was that understanding of, of how the audience would perceive them and doing something which was, which, which was clearly tailored to um, the, the, the personality of the person that he wanted to celebrate. Yeah. And of course... He was making lots of jokes at the groom's expense, but actually what he was doing was celebrating his strengths rather than his weaknesses. I love the idea that this is about celebrating the person, you know, and about it being a gift. I think that makes a lot of sense. I I have a question about... So that, I mean, in a way, I feel like when you are either the best man or the best person or, you know, on all sides... I feel like there is a lot of precedent about the kinds of things you're supposed to say. Or not supposed to say, but the the, the role of that speech, let's mm. say. But and I purely ask this for selfish reasons. <laughs> what about if you're the bride or the groom, or the groom or the groom or the bride or the bride? Like, what if you are involved in the ones that are getting married? You know, I'm always, I don't always know and understand, like, 
what what is the expectations there around what you are saying are you speaking about your partner are you speaking about your family is you speaking about yourself your friends like like what have you seen how do you do how do you support people like because mm. i know you support you've done a bride's yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely right? so, yeah yeah and and we'd love for more brides to speak at their weddings than at least currently do i know yeah. in some parts of the world it's really quite common and in other parts of the world is it's un- unthinkable uh, and everything in between so uh, it's true there's a lot of yeah received wisdom and protocol around yeah. what what the expectations are and i'm sometimes asking you know, what 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 do i need to make sure that i cover as if right. somehow there's a rule book and my instinct is always to hell with the rule book this is your wedding now it's true that there will be all sorts of priorities and concerns depending right. on the people the personalities that you have within your personal circumstances right. with your family so when i say chuck out the protocol book it doesn't mean disregard the needs wants wishes aspirations uh, feelings values beliefs of your audience quite the reverse actually it's if running through the protocols and just acknowledging or saying certain things just because it has to be said right. i'm not convinced that that that's, I'm not sure that the audience is craving that. No. So, for example, it's you know, it'd be on the, on the subject of say a, a, a bride saying something about their uh, about their uh, their fiance or, or now husband wife. Um, in a way, it, it's not that oh, you have to talk about your yeah, your, your, your spouse or your yeah. partner. It's well, f- f- the question is can you imagine not talking about yeah. them <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. so so i think in most any any bride or groom speech i think it absolutely makes sense to say something about the other person yeah. it'd be a bit curious if one didn't now there's of course then a question about when often it's best done towards the end of the speech it's a lovely strong way in which to close rather than up front but sometimes i mean i know some speakers who have chosen to dedicate the entire speech to the other person if so great go for it but there's no rule that says that you have to. Mm-hmm. I think the, the other thing to consider with, um, with a bride or a groom's speech is, of course, uh, is traditionally it's the, the acknowledgements, the thank yous, right. it's the recognition to all the various people that have helped make the day possible and so on before that. And, and if that feels right to, to you, the individual, to want to do that, then fantastic. If there are people that one really wants to acknowledge and thank, then, then absolutely do so. The... The, the catch, I think, is, is what I'd call shopping list syndrome, right. which is I'd like to thank, I'd really like to thank, and I'd really like to thank, and it just becomes literally a recital with no real creativity around the edges of just, right, this person, this person. If it's a transactional list of just lots of people, then it quickly becomes bluntly quite boring for the audience members, no matter how well-intentioned it might be. And so, therefore, there are ways to, to mix that up a bit, to think, right, well, what story could you bring in to help, or insight could you help uh, use to help illustrate bring to life some of the people that are most important and then if there are some more if you like transactional thank yous then fine but just be a bit more efficient and, and punctual with that just to mix things up a bit that's great advice my brain is in, I'm, I'm gonna find it very hard to ask questions in this episode because <laughs> i'm just thinking um very practically um what do you think is the single most common piece of advice you give someone who is speaking at a wedding don't tell jokes so, uh, and this is influenced by the fact that proportionally, I've done more work with best men right. than any other wedding speaker. It's Great. true, I've worked with lots of brides, lots of grooms, fathers of bride, mothers of bride, uh, maids of honour, and others, yes. Uh, and, and also uh, MCs for weddings as well. But m- more than any other, uh, it's been, been with best men who, in some cases, are freaking out <laughs> at what they... <laughs> 
at what they what they have accepted uh, <laughs> and seeing it as a nightmare rather than actually what it really is right. of course which is a wonderful opportunity to celebrate friendship yeah, yeah. and to celebrate the relationship and the marriage that's taking place uh, and and so therefore yeah panic button i need to get some jokes i'm, I'm going to go to the internet i'm going to pull some stuff off pre you know uh, tried and tested jokes off the web from other people's speeches or from some website that says right just open with this you know uh and it's just such a mistake it's yeah. such a mistake because it's not real it's not yours it's not specific to the individuals concerned there's a good chance that some if not all of the people in the audience will have heard it before and it it, it, it reeks yeah and, and certainly the biggest mistake I, in my experience over the years, working with people from, I say, all walks of life, uh, entirely normal weddings as well as some weddings that have been literally in global news, the default to, right, I'll go on the internet and get stuff is always a mistake because a, a wedding, surely, a, a wedding, if nothing else, is a profoundly human and personal experience. Right. Why wouldn't the speeches be? Yeah. Yeah, I'm going to go and take this joke off the. I'm going to start with the line of right, you know, for an occasion, for an occasion. Oh, please, for the love of all that is holy, are you seriously going to open that with that kind of comment? Yeah, for an occasion, for an occasion, right? <laughs> it's, oh, please, seriously, seriously, yeah, is that yeah. honestly how? And I guess it's also not actually the way that most people would probably normally communicate. No, so of course deeply, not. Deeply, like. Uh, clashes with their own, own way of speaking. Absolutely. And so therefore, what's the... Po so therefore, if it's a, like, don't do this, like, get jokes off the internet. Yeah. So therefore, what is the best advice? It is to think deeply about, reflect on uh, what you know of the people that you're talking about in the speech, in particular as a best man for <laughs> the person whom you are both ribbing a bit but also celebrating, and to think, right... What are, and this, and this is a transferable skill for storytelling more generally in speech right. building, I think, which is to think, right, what are the qualities, the characteristics of this person? Let's say it's, if it's a best man for a groom, let's say, then what are the qualities? Literally list the, that person's qualities, characteristics, good or bad, you know, always on time, lazy, uh, honest, loyal, whatever it is, loves their food, whatever. You make a whole list of these different things, whatever the qualities are, just list them, get them out. And then in a separate column, think, right, um, what sorts of stories, experiences right. do I have that could illustrate those things? How do I know that's true? And sometimes people say, well, I find it straight away. I, I think immediately this experience, this story, fine. What's the, the message? What does that say about right. the person? Or you start with the quality and then think, right, what story could I use? And that will give you immediately some building blocks because no best man speech, will, for example, will go, will go badly wrong if it contains uh, th three observations on the groom's character, each of which is illustrated by a story. And right there, you've got the middle 80% right. of the speech. That is right? incredible advice. Beats joke. And within that, and then this is the thing I think, the thing which takes a little bit of time, it takes a bit of working through, whether it's with somebody like me, if it's guidance, or it's with friends or whatever, is to talk stuff through in that human experience. There is humour. It is there. I think it was Craig Valentine in the, the World Champ Public Speaking in 99 who said, you know, humour is there waiting to be discovered. It's un you unearth it. Right from experience from what you know of people rather than plucking a joke from somewhere and trying to impose it and I think that's so so true I love that way of thinking about it I I, I mean not in this world because I've never never done anything in this world but you know in, in I'm talking not this, yet at least no, but yet, soon right soon soon I always tell people don't tell a joke as well like mm. even just in general because <clears> I think unless you have like a side gig as a stand-up comedian that I'm unaware of you're not like you know if you tell a joke and it falls flat you're done yeah 
Absolutely. right you're just done yeah. that's yeah. it you you're not going to be able to recover from that because because you're not a stand-up comedian who knows how mm. to recover from a joke that doesn't yeah, work absolutely. and and actually surprisingly few comedians do are pure joke tellers right exactly right? it's like, storytelling it's, yeah i mean michael mcintyre said well then comedian here in the uk he is not a joke teller yeah uh, you know that it's it's a really really niche skill exactly. even within stand-up comedy exactly so. and so i think what i found is that people are the funniest when they say something that is true but also happens to be humorous because it, yeah. cause, because I find that then if it's true and people don't laugh, you can just keep going because you've not said anything that's like out of sorts. And if it's true and people laugh, then awesome. You can pause and enjoy it, but it's, it's not throwing you off or taking you off some kind of really dark alley that doesn't make sense. Yes, yes. Um, yes. So it's interesting to know that that applies here. Okay, I have a, a final question for you, um, which is a bit of a different take on it. Again, purely selfishly. Um, if you are part of the pair getting married and you're asking people to speak at your wedding, um, what are the things you should keep in mind? Like both, both one of the things you should keep in mind in terms of like, of, in terms of like asking but also you know what's a good brief yeah. <laughs> to use kind of really technical language to give people so that you don't end up having deeply terrible mm. uh speeches that embarrass you and your partner <laughs> yeah i'd say the two the two key things are number one to set out what you really hope what yeah what you hope for from the speech in terms of as a member of the audience right and, and of course there might be a, a very personal thing too but but in the end if you're asking somebody to speak at your wedding mm. you're not literally asking them just to speak to you they're asking yeah. you to address your wedding guests yes, yes. so what do you as bride as groom what do you hope uh, for hope for from the speaker for your wedding guests which may not be quite the same as what you precisely hope for personally. Right. So, so that's the first thing. And then I think the second thing is to set out very clearly uh, some uh, what's to do. Right. Taboo, which is not a bad thing, of course, to consider when going to actually speak in a professional capacity, of course, at a conference or right, a, right, right. an event where one's visiting, of course, is, right, is there anything that's taboo? Is there anything which, for whatever reason, should be, needs to be off limits? Right, uh, right. I, I, so I, I, as an example, um, it, I, some years ago, I was working with a, uh, with a speaker for whom it was, um, I think it was a maid of honor, and it was uh, the... I, th I forget whether it was either the bride or the groom's second marriage. Right. And the first marriage was off limits, taboo, as a topic. Right. Fair. <laughs> not, not, now, I know that's, I know that's not, rele not relevant in your case. <laughs> <laughs> as far as I know, right? Yeah, yeah, but, but there's a really good example not of yet. just being very clear. And saying, right, yeah. this really needs to be off, off limits. Yeah. Please, because it will be because of this, this, and this reason. You know, I think that's fantastic advice, actually, because I do think that there's this pressure that, you know, because traditionally speeches are seen as a bit, you know, um, supposed to be a bit funny, a bit racy, that you're not supposed to give people those guardrails. But actually, you know, especially when I think about how many of myself, my friends, you know, where you're bringing together two very different cultures as well. Yes. That something that may be totally okay for one family to talk about is completely not okay for a different family. And it's not, not that it's not okay, but like... It's not, you don't want to, that's not the context in which you're speaking, you know. Like if you have a family who 
it doesn't drink even if that individual does if all the jokes are about how this person just got drunk all the time it's it's deeply insulting absolutely or or, or just tedious uh, yeah insulting yeah. and or just tedious yeah. you know at best yeah. it's tedious yeah. 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 <laughs> and in no way connects and that, that, that another great example of the kind of thing that should be in the brief right there please oh, steer clear of this 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 like and these this. Are whatever these things are and those things to say I, mean, I mentioned the example of a, of a previous marriage that, that might in a way be an obvious one but, but you, you reference alcohol there could be other topics there could be stuff that's politics related there yeah. could be something to do with an aspect of um uh, the uh, of uh, of work experience for example yeah. or career background yeah. or the fact that this a particular incident yeah now of course it depends on the characters that one's inviting to actually speak and and and, and particularly within the the sort of the fraternity of of male friends there's i mean i yeah i find it very tedious and you hear people say oh well you know i'm deliberately going to bring it up even though i know they don't want to and as if it's somehow truly heroic to do that no it's just doing a disservice to the audience and it's disrespectful to the family yeah um, yeah i can't imagine that you would be engaging that kind of personality to speak at your wedding no, but, but now i'm de- that is now an important I'm consideration for the brief right <laughs> thinking which about is, who is on the no list but it might influence your choice which is yeah i've got certain parameters am i engaging a, uh, inviting a speaker who's going to be respectful yeah of those parameters parameters or not and if not well then go in with your eyes open and think well yeah. <laughs> i'm going to be taking a bit of a gamble yeah because you know Usually it's not even discussed the, you know thinking about it there's a world of other things you could talk about i think that's the thing where people are like oh well if i can't talk about that stuff like what is there well there's a world there's oh, a whole absolutely friendship right yeah. that yeah. you can talk about that is probably much more relevant and much more interesting yeah this has been an absolutely illuminating <laughs> conversation <laughs> for me. Um, uh, I like to think of it as a little bonus, a lighter bonus. We've covered some pretty heavy stuff uh, this season, so I like to think about this as like a little light bonus as we go into summer wedding season. For because, as we said, you know, this podcast is about speaking so you can change the world, and and as yeah. you said, like someone's wedding really does change their world, and you have the opportunity to to say something memorable and meaningful or you have the opportunity to be memorable for all the wrong reasons absolutely it's yeah the world yeah, yeah. it's but for the people that are intimately involved with a particular wedding that is a very important part of their yeah. universe yeah yeah, yeah. few things stand out in one's mind like a wedding day yeah and yeah. uh yeah lovely when it's for the right reasons speech wise rather than for the wrong reasons i'm super excited for people to listen to this episode and then i highly recommend going and reading and checking out all of simon's books um can you give us some titles please <laughs> yes sure they are easily findable on amazon the best man speaker the groom speaker the bride speaker you spot a it's, pattern there. Yeah, it's pretty <laughs> simple. It's pretty simple. And I really recommend checking out Simon's Best Man speech on YouTube because it's good inspiration to get started. Thanks, Simon, for sharing sharing this. I will report back. Always a pleasure. <laughs> You've been listening to Speechless, the podcast from storytelling experts Marion Pasher and Simon Bucknell. Hit follow now to keep learning how to tell stories that change the world. And if you enjoyed it, please leave us a rating and review. Until next time, speak less, say more. <laughs>